Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mobile streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Ah, the Out of Bounds show is brought to you by the Escargo. Uh, barbecue shrimp and Wagyu. Casa Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. And, uh, well, I don't know. How about a Tito's Martini straight up with uh, some blue ch- blue cheese olives? Ooh. Hello. It's already a good day. I feel good about it. <laughs> 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We've got uh, high school football scrimmages where they actually play teams, you know. Whatever, uh, exhibition games, whatever they're called. Uh, that's going on. That's cool. Uh, MRE football next Thursday on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I don't know how many years they've been on. Uh, 10? Maybe the 11th season? Double ones? 11 is one of my favorite numbers, by the way, Jason. Really? Do you know why? Lucky number or what? Uh, well, okay. In the 80s, Isaiah Thomas worked with the Detroit Pistons. Okay. Yeah. Was that that was and I followed Isaiah place. from Indiana in eighty one they won the national championship Hoosiers. Wow. Okay. And then he went to Detroit and I loved their you know their colors, their uniforms. And I already loved Isaiah. And and then they added, you know, then they had Dumars and Benny Microwave Johnson and Rodman. What a name. And, Microwave. Time. I know, man. <laughs> he uh, he couldn't play today. He had kind of a round body, mm. um, but but just just had enough game back then. And then, of course, Lam, Lam Beer would slam people around. He was known as a dirty player. Uh, he was their center. You know, about six ten ish, maybe maybe six eleven. Anyway, big dude, kind of built like a guy that you would see walking out of the forest in like Wisconsin or Iowa. Okay, does that? Yeah. A little bit of, a little bit of Paul Bunyan. Yeah, carry his lunch pail and an axe. Yeah, 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 and, and an axe. Sure, yeah. and just be able to like, cut down three or four trees before lunch. That just painted a perfect picture in my brain. I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. In fact, if you'll Google Bill Lambeer right now, I think that you will confirm that I did a good job of describing kind of who, what he looks like, you know, and. Uh, so yeah, that that's the whole number eleven thing for me. 
Yeah, that's that's Paul Bunyan for sure. Don't you think? Yeah, one hundred percent. Everybody else in the league hated him. I mean, that really? was back when you could clothesline people. Um, when when you tried to take the ball to the rim. Well, so he was part of the bad boys, right? Absolutely. Okay. Rick that. Mahorn, who hung out with, what was that rapper? I loved him. Oh, I, I had to think through it. Anyway, Rick Mahorn, Lambeer, and Rodman. This is before Rodman went like crazy Rodman with Madonna and and that whole thing. Okay. You know who Madonna is? Oh, come on. Well, I just <laughs> asked you about some other people and. Yeah, we're working through things here. Yes, yes, we are. We are. We're ironing out some cases. Yeah, here. but you do know, I mean, you know who Madonna is. I'm aware. Like a virgin. Um, yes. Okay. Of All course. right. Uh, 1984, I think that, I don't want to say disc. I'd say tape. We were in between eight tracks and discs in 84, I think. So I'm going to say in 84, that's when that tape dropped. But I don't know for sure. 84. Was it really? Yeah, you're on I'll it, be damned. I was, man. That's crazy. I can't believe I remember that. Um, all right, I want to switch it up today. Our caller line is the, I'm going to rotate through. Right now, it's the Southern Prohibition Crowd Control caller line. That's an IPA that's amazing. Uh, our caller line is 601-707-3750. Find it at any of the, you know, beer stores or uh, supermarkets and so on. Southern Prohibition out of Hattiesburg. Southern Pro, So Pro, Crowd Control IPA, caller line 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bow Bounds. I haven't been able to check the Twitters yet, Jason, so let me know if there's anything good there. Sometimes people pop us um, on the Twitters. And then your John Deere tractor, Ag Up Equipment, text line 601-885-3776. 885-3776. That's the text line. First four people right now that text Braves to 601-885-3776. You win a pair of tickets. You get to pick the day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But today is a thirsty Thursday at the M Braves and Mississippi Braves ballpark. And they've got Stella Artois, which is wonderful beer, Michelob Ultra, Key City, Kona, Big Wave, Golden Ale, SoPro, Southern Prohibition, among other delicious beers. Grab some peanuts and some nachos and enjoy some Mississippi Braves baseball. Text Braves to 601-885-3776. And if you're in the first four, you win a pair of tickets to the AA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. All right. Uh, Jason, we'll even let you go. Whoa, really? To the game. To a game, and you won't have to pay. I'll get you hooked up. What we got? Caller? Oh, okay. Well, all right, we'll take a call. I mean, this is kind of dangerous. We'll see what happens here. Uh, we got Kellen Mond and Zach Wilson going tonight with the Jets-Browns, okay? Kellen Mond, Zach Wilson. Kellen Mond played at A&M. Zach Wilson played at BYU with the Cougars, and then he went Cougar. Because the story is that he hooked up with his mom's friend. And is he more popular for that or playing second-string quarterback for the New York Jets behind Aaron Rodgers? We've got somebody that wants to hear some thoughts on uh, Pete Golding, on uh, the new Ole Miss defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, am I supposed think. to say he's the next buddy, Ron? Maybe maybe so. I mean, Or 
Dick LeBeau? Yeah. Or Wade Phillips? Maybe so. I, I think he's uh he sounds like an Ole Miss homer. Okay, great. Who do we have? So, uh, and what's your name? My name is Ben. Ben, tell me, you want to talk Pete Golding? Yeah, I'm just curious to see how you think he's going to be doing this year. Well, I, I want to start with how much talent do you think he's going to be working with on the I defensive mean, side of the football? I don't think Ole Miss has ever known for their defense, but after some of the recruits that have been coming in this year, I don't know. Uh, so, what do you think are realistic expectations for the Ole Miss for for Golding and the Ole Miss defense, especially knowing that you pull Bama and LSU back to back early? Both of those L's, no matter what. Okay, all right. Well, then let's move on. Arkansas at home, you'll be favored. I give you a sixty-five. No, maybe more than that. Them losing coordinators. Oh, I may go to seventy thirty, maybe even seventy-five. I, I'll, I'll stay at 70 right now. I give you a 70% chance to win that game. Can Golding hold K.J. Jefferson under 20 points that game, Ben? Under 20, I don't know. Okay. K.J.'s coming off of great last year, he, but he did get hurt. No doubt. He's a, he's a heck of a player. I don't know exactly what – well, Raheem is good. We'll see what they have at wideout. Um, and they did lose an A coordinator. All right, I'll keep going. Uh, at Auburn. Can you hold Freeze and whoever he wants to play at QB under 20? How would you win that game? 20. Uh, can you hold Freeze and Auburn at 27 or below, Ben? I mean, who's to say Freeze doesn't have a stellar season with Auburn? 27, I think he could go over that. Okay. All right. Uh, I agree with you. I think Freeze is going to win a bunch of games, at least eight. He may win more because they pull Vanderbilt. Uh, you got Bandy at home. You'll win by a million. All right. Texas A&M. <laughs> At home. All right, so here we go. Now we got if Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher haven't killed each other, and let's say Petrino's still calling plays, give me a number that you think Ole Miss could could live with to win. I got 20 seconds. Pete Golding holds them under what, 24, 25, 26? He could do it. I mean, if A&M's anything like they were last year, yes. Okay. All right. Ben, I appreciate the call. Thank you, my man. I hope you're excited about Ole Miss football. I can't wait for the season to start, and I know you can't either. I hope you call back soon. Uh, and if you're over 21, I hope you enjoy an IPA later this afternoon. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We'll be back in a second. Steve Palazzolo on the NFL at Uh, we're going to be introducing a new bourbon on the show tomorrow that I am uh, very, very excited about that is within the wild turkey umbrella underneath portfolio, if you will. And I'm really, really fired up about it. So we will make that uh, introduction tomorrow. We're even going to let Jason taste some of it. Whoa. Yeah. You trust me now, huh? Well, let's not go overboard. This is just work-related stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm still, um, still in the trial phase, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. You're like these guys trying to make the 53rd spot on the NFL roster. Okay. Um. So. I compete. Yeah, I think so. I nice. think so. You, you've got, you know, 
I, I think the one one of the good things is you've got some grit to you. And uh, first of all, it's a great book. But um, so, yeah, I think you have to have some grit to have any kind of success in life, whatever that is. Everybody's ideas and, you know, whatever. It's all relative, right? I guess. But, yeah, um, I'm excited, and we're going to let you try. Actually, it's going to be it's going to be several different styles, one label. Ooh. And I'm beyond thrilled about it. I went to the distillery in Kentucky, and it's uh, perfect for right at football season. It's perfect for our audience. You know, we introduced Four Roses. Um, that went well. So glad to be with with Wild Turkey and and Russell's Reserve and Long Branch and Rare Breed and all that. Uh, and hey, this next one is going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. I was blown away, and and had a great. And I think I'm going back in September or October. Um, okay, let's do, mm, are you signed into the text line once you leave here? I am not, but I can be. You need to be. We can solve that. You need to be, if we're going to do that, just because they could be coming in later. Let's give away four pairs of tickets to the Mississippi Braves. It's a Thirsty Thursday. We hit it several times earlier in the show. Great time to go out to the ballpark and celebrate with a $2 beer and some peanuts or a sausage dog or some delicious nachos. So first four people who text Braves to our text line, win a pair of tickets and you get to pick today, tomorrow, Sunday. No, today through Sunday. Yeah, I just skipped Friday. Sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes I do know the days of the week. Text Braves. (laughs) To 601-885-3776. Want to say good morning, welcome in. Hey, uh, this morning, you know, I just walked through Beagle Bagel. It smelled amazing. Golly, it smelled good. Um, You know, earlier this morning, about an hour ago, uh, we have a breezeway where people eat out, you know, in a covered area, right? Foyer, no, it's not a foyer. It's a breezeway. What is it? Patio, breezeway, covered. Anyway, it's really nice. There was a guy out there playing Eye the Tiger on his phone this morning. And very loud. And I'm I'm all for it. There wasn't anybody else out there. He's enjoying a, you know, cup of coffee and a bagel sandwich. And I thought this guy is getting ready to tackle, to, to win the day. When you tell me to lock in, I picture that as what you mean. Yeah. Um, and then he, here's what's even better. He walked to the restroom, so he came back in Beagle Bagel. He walked back in Beagle Bagel, walked back to the restroom with it in his pocket, blaring eye of the tiger. <laughs> yes, sir. That guy either has a big sales meeting, he's excited, something, something's going on, and I like it. 
<laughs> I, I like what he's, uh, you know, where he, where he's going, what he's doing. Is that that grit that you're talking about? I think it is. That's got to be it. Yeah. His middle name may be Grit. He may have a he may have a a Braves jersey, an Atlanta Braves jersey, with Grit on the back where where you put your. In fact, we need to we let's do that. I think I just thought of something. Let's get a jersey with Grit on the back, and we'll have like Grit Day for you during okay. football season, because that's Perfect. part. You know, you're a you are an overachieving five eight linebacker. Right? What a thumper. Yeah, thumper. You liked contact. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. And I could also see you as a fullback. Did you ever play fullback? I mean, I know there's not or halfback at all. I wasn't really fast enough. You don't really have to be fast for fullback, but if that tells you enough. Especially in the division you played in. Yeah. Um, aren't y'all 1A? We were 2A uh, public school whenever I played, but okay. it was we were playing some headbusters like uh, Bassfield, who had Bassfield the, can ball. They had AJ and CJ Moore. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That played at Ole Miss. That they played St. Joe my seventh grade year uh, and stomped St. Joe in Bassfield. That's another area, okay. That 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 is another area that. I mean, they hunt, they fish, they work on the land, and they play ball. Yeah. Okay. And eat cornbread. And eat a lot of very, very thick cornbread and pork chops that are medium well, you know, tons of gravy, thick butter beans. That's why on Friday night in the fourth quarter when they need a little more grit, they got it. Yeah. From the calves to the thighs to the, you know, wherever, hips, all of it. So, yeah, that's another place that uh, that can, you know, because we were talking about thumpers from McGee when we had John Mangum on the show who went into the Sports Hall of Fame last week, uh, last weekend. Right. And that's a very thumper-driven Lumberton. I always reference Lumberton. That's yeah. a very thumper. <laughs> um, Knoxby County. Mm-hmm. That's a thumper-driven area. And like Puckett, Mississippi. No doubt. You know, like. No, no question. They're going Taylor's. I mean, they're going to, you know, it's a bootstrap day every day, right? And so, um, Will says that Pete Golding is a big thumping grit guy. I I think Ole Miss will be better. I mean, this isn't saying uh, Ole Miss will be better because Pete Golding was an upgrade at defensive coordinator. Now, here's the question, though: How much better? Win a game better. I mean, one game in football is huge. So, you know, can Pete turn the tide on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, no pun intended. He's coming from Roll Tide. Let's do something else. <laughs> can he can he land shark you to a win on a Saturday afternoon? Do you have a land shark shirt, Jason? Uh, I have something that has like the design on it, but not a particular land shark itself you're not committed well i've got that you know, surprise actually we just went over grit and that surprises me that you don't have anything well but y'all don't care about defense but i thought that you being a former overachieving five foot eight high school linebacker that you would be that you would have because of your grit you would have a land shark defense t-shirt well see i'm more vintage Ole miss i've got like a, a vintage Ole miss license plate on the front of my car so I'm, I'm more of the classics or, you know, like 
I throw it back. The land shark's fun. It's cool, but you know it hasn't. They haven't had a defense in six years. Well, seven. I don't know if it's been that. Well, I don't time fly. I got. Let me think that through for a second. Well, your your Sugar Bowl year, you played some good D. It was, it was solid. I but mean, it, Sam Williams and those guys were were maybe opportunistic. Yeah, but you had some players that year. It wasn't. I mean, well, I mean, Matt did every just about everything. Sold concessions. <laughs> line the field, uh, you know. But, I mean, he's just a different-level, transcendent player. He's just a great, great football player. That's all there is to it. Um, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Charbroiled Oysters at Drago's. Back in a second. Spring Street Cigars opens a new store in Meridian, Mississippi. I have been there. Don't forget that uh, every store also has a cigar lounge where you can smoke a cigar, which I think is very important. So Spring Street in Meridian, Starkville, Tupelo, Oxford, a couple in DeSoto County, and they're going to Jackson, Tennessee. That's a good thing. And uh, all unique, different. Oh, Kosciuszko. Forgot about Kosciuszko. Spring Street Cigars now open in Meridian, Mississippi. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We welcome in Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Lukes, how's your week going, man? It's going good, man. Uh, doing a little radio here and there. We've got college football live tomorrow and Thursday. So uh, getting after it a little bit as we climb towards the, the start of the season on uh, what? Today's the first day of August, right? Yes, it is. It is. Uh, Ole Miss reports tomorrow and Mississippi State on Thursday. So, like you said, it's here. And, yep. um, in fact, a game that you called a couple of years ago, you called it uh, remote because of COVID, but Mass and Ridgeland Academy played somebody on ESPN. Um Anyway, yeah, it was somebody up uh, in Tennessee, I think. Yes, Oakland, I think yeah. it was. Oakland's yeah. had yeah, some good players. Um, they're a hell of a program up there. And um, it, believe it or not, MRA plays next Thursday night. So that's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, just right around the corner. What uh, ACC media days last week? Who do you have winning the ACC, Florida State or Clemson? I, I still give the nod to Clemson. I think Florida okay. State's really closed the gap. And, and I understand why people are high on them. They're excited about the Seminoles. The job Mike Norvell has done with that team, and I use the term team because this, that program was anything but a team, you know, prior to his arrival. And he somehow cleaned up the locker room and fixed some of the, I think, the intangible issues that they were lacking. Um, but I still don't think that they are at Clemson's level yet, top to bottom. And – Clemson is going to be so loaded on defense. They got a premier player at running back. Uh, the, the young quarterback's really exciting. They're going to be as good as they've been in years in the offensive line. So until I see Florida State go out and just take the mantle away from Clemson, I'm still going Clemson, although I can buy the Florida State hype. I think they're going to be really good. I think the over-under on Florida State is 10 Right now, uh, Vegas has it. I would go over on that mm. because I do think that aside from Clemson's personnel and LSU's personnel, 
There's nobody they will play throughout the year that will be as talented as they are. Uh, all right. Do you, but how confident are you that Florida, I know they beat them last year. It's a different deal this year. How confident are you that Florida State will make that a very, very competitive game all the way down to the end? With Clemson? No, with LSU to start off the season. Oh, with LSU? Um, well, I'll say this. Uh, it's going to be a different LSU team. And I think that uh, – I do think it's going to be competitive. I don't think that Florida State has LSU's talent top to bottom. Uh, but I, I think it will be a very closely fought contest because I think the quarterback at Florida State is really, really good. We've seen the offensive output from Mike Norvell's uh, teams uh, throughout the years. It, it's tried and true. Um, that might be, guys. I mean, that, we could potentially look at – and I'm not saying that this would happen – but that's a college football playoff type of game. No, right? I agree. It, it is it is that good man for man across the board, and we're getting it in week one. And um, I would be stunned if that thing is a two-touchdown win for either team either way. Okay. I can't wait. It's Sunday night, um, 6.30 here, 7.30 Eastern. Hey, have you been to the camping? You do a lot of stuff in Orlando, whether it's Under Armour. Yeah. Your calling game, I guess you have. Uh-huh. Uh, I, it's one of the few places I haven't been, and it's brand new. Have you been to the Camping World Stadium, Luke's? Well, Camping World Stadium is not brand new. There's a brand new MLS stadium there. Oh, and, okay. Um, but, yeah, Camping World is the old Citrus Bowl. It just has a title now. I thought so, they built yeah. a new one to host the college football playoff and national championship game eventually. All right, I was wrong. Well, Maybe they have. I haven't seen it. It's not been played in yet. I know in the XFL last year they played in, in Camping World. Our Under Armour game has been there for the last 15 years. Um, and then I've done multiple uh, Citrus Bowls and the Cheez-It Bowls and all of those sorts of things uh, over the years. Is it dated? Yes, it's dated. The inside of it, if you're watching it on television, if you're looking at it, you would say it's not dated. Uh, the structure of it, though, is very dated and um, probably, you know, given the things that are there outside of needing, like, I guess you could say boxes and suites mm-hmm. to accommodate, like you would reference, a college football playoff game or let's just say a Garth Brooks concert. That's where it's really lacking. Mm-hmm. The capacity, what they've done on the inside, a new digital scoreboard on both sides, like, They've done a really nice job with that, and then they do a lot of signage, kind of like putting lipstick on a pig. They do a lot of signage on the outside of it to mask some of what it looks like. Okay. Man, Florida State's got a brutal run. So they I open know. up with LSU, and then in game four, it's for could be all the marbles. They play at Clemson yep. in September, Tom. That's more of a November yep. feel game to me, but it's that early in the season. Well, and you may see it again because that's the beauty of not that's having a division, good point. right? That's a good and point. that's that's what I think is great. And I think it was great for the Pac-12 last year. We saw it. We saw it play out. It ensures you get the best two teams. So you know, uh, again, in years past, the winner, the loser of that game's out unless the other team totally screws it up. They can't get to the championship game. So I love this new format. And you know, you bring up something that's really important. And I thought Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC hit on this and he was right to do so. Admittedly, you know, he stated that our league has to play well in the non-conference games. 
Like Miami needs to beat Texas A&M. Florida State needs to beat LSU. Right. Right. You, you, you have to start taking care of business in those matchups if you want to be taken serious nationally. And he admitted that and was very forthcoming about it. And I totally agree with him. If you want to change the narrative, if you want to quote unquote compete with the best of the best, start winning those highly competitive matchups in the first couple of weeks of the season. And all of a sudden that'll start to change for you. Okay. Well then let's go there. Tom Luganville with ESPN on the farm bureau insurance guest line. We'll hit it again the week up, but second week of the season. I mean, that is right out of the gate. A&M goes to Miami. Now, Mm -hmm. Cristobal, I mean, they went five and seven last year in a conference that's not that strong, and they're in the hot. They have they have recruited around top fifteen, top twelve talent, and they're right. You know, they're right there around prospects and so on. And I know yep. Cristobal's charismatic and all that, but that's unacceptable to me. Do you think that my? Of course, A and M went five and seven. So here I go down this road. Sure, that's unacceptable too. So in week two. They both threw up all over themselves last year. Do you expect a yeah. super competitive game, or do you have A&M, you know, get, figuring it out? And dom- How do you see that one? So A&M's going to have a better roster right now. Um, and it'll be interesting because if they get Tyler Van Dyke back on track, which I think they've got a great opportunity to do because they're going to get back to doing more of a fast-paced, wide-open, spread-it-out format offensively, which is what Rhett Lashley did with Tyler Van Dyke when he kind of burst onto the scene. And then I think Miami really tried to stick a square peg into a round hole last year with him. And, and, and it didn't help him, and it didn't help the football team. If he's back on track and Bobby Petrino um, is as advertised and, and he's coaching the offense and he, and he works some magic with the quarterbacks, while I think it will be a competitive game, competitive game early, I think Texas A&M is clearly, clearly the better overall football team and should win the game and pull away. Um, but again, everything I kind of stated there is a lot of ifs, right? And um, as there always is in a week one or a week two, you know, setup. Sure. But I just, uh, th- there are so many question marks that give intrigue to that game because, you know, you, you just, you don't know. I mean, look at what Miami did in this offseason. You talk about a complete overhaul of the staff. I mean, Mario uh, gutted that staff. Big time. Gutted. Well, he had too many. He had too. There were too many alphas in in, yes. in the coaches' lounge, Tom. And you've you're a coach's son. You've coached and you've been around these guys. That doesn't work, Luke's. Yeah, as much as experience or as much experience as there was in that room, there were probably just too many chefs in the kitchen. Yes, right? and and um and so you know he retooled that thing so it's kind of like starting over but now when you do that if you're mario cristobal you also take on the responsibility of realizing that this is on me now you know when you're the head coach and and things aren't going well and you can make changes eventually it all comes down to you Mm. right there's not going to be any more anybody else to point to there's not going to be anybody else to blame and and it's not going to run downhill anymore so I think Mario knows that. I know it's only year two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think they'll be on the right track defensively. They return ten starters. They're gonna they're gonna be really good on defense. The problem too in that matchup, and I know it's I know Texas A and M is the opponent, so it will be an above average outing for a home game at Miami. But that's not a daunting environment. No, that's not going into College <laughs> Station. Yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're A and M, 
don't don't be surprised if close to half of that stadium is your own fans. Right. No, you're you're right. Um, you know, it's transient. It's not on campus. It's uh, too many things to do. They've been fighting that, and they haven't won in a long time. So they've been fighting right. all that. Now John Ruiz is in trouble. I I, I don't know where <laughs> that's going. Um, they're NIL benefactors, so we'll see what happens there. Here's what I think should have happened, and I know Crystal Ball is a former player, and that was the deal, yeah. and he had he had just enough um, success at Oregon. But if they Lane Kiffin wanted the job, and if they would have hired Lane, they would be so much further along because love him or not, he's he's a good head coach and an excellent offensive coordinator. And it would yep. not take long for him to be boat racing the ACC, in my opinion, Tom. Not that he beat Clemson and Florida State every time, but he would be in the mix and in the game and in the arena, if you know where I'm going. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think he would have been a really, really good fit, and it would have been attractive in recruiting, and especially now with the transfer portal era and, and all of that. But who's to say that Mario can't do the same thing? Maybe. Um, because, the one, yeah, the one thing that Mario does do is he is a tireless grinder and recruiter. Ferocious. If it, yeah, if they don't have great players there, I'll be shocked. And if they do have great players and they're not winning, then it's all on coaching. I, because they're going to have good players in that program. I couldn't agree. I could not agree with you more. While Lane is good at recruiting, Mario is ferocious. Lane is is what you want in the game today in that he calls the side of the football that dictates everything because of the, you know, the way the game's called and the rule changes. So you could, I see where you're going. Um, You know, I I don't know if Shannon Dawson can, I just, but I think they could be. The offense is tried and true. That scheme in college football works. True. And every quarterback that plays in it flourishes. True. What I'm curious to see, and I didn't mean to cut you off there, Bo, is Mario Cristobal is a offensive line coach. He is a lineup and blow you off the ball. He wants a power run game. He wants physicality. How much of that are you willing to give up if you're going to spread it out? I think that's a great question because, you know, Dawson is, that's a totally different deal as far as, what he's done and where he came from, Southern Miss and Houston and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. But you know what? When Miami's good, it's kind of like Southern Cal. Because yeah. we, we, we know the SEC this College year. football's better. It is. Georgia, Bama, LSU, I know they're going to be good. And then we'll have another team or two that'll be fun. Um, but when Miami on the East Coast and Southern Cal on the West Coast are good, uh, and when they're really good, it just makes it does make college football better. Okay, I want to switch gears with you. Um, speaking of offense, you played quarterback. We had Will Rogers on yesterday. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, he he man, he showed. I mean, I was impressed. I've interviewed thousands of people, and um, here he is, a fourth year starter under a new offense with Kevin Barbet coming out of App State and, and Central Michigan. He was under McElwain at Florida, as you know. Yep. I've been able to spend some time with Barbay, ate dinner with him. Neat guy, smart guy. But yeah, good dude. While this is totally different, there's still some of the air raid components as Will. You know, there there's a lot of meshing and mixing and gumbo, as you know, in the world of college football today. Um, I think Will's underrated. I think because he's not six three and all that, sure. it, it's easy to to not get excited about him. But they're going to take some pressure off of him. They're going to play a tight end. 
I think Tulu and Jaden Wiley and Justin Robinson and and some of the other guys are the best. He agreed the best collection of wide receivers he's had since he's been there. I think this could be, even though the air raid was good for Will, I think this Barbet-driven offense could be good for Will. How do you see it? Well, I think anytime there's an emphasis on a healthy run game, it takes pressure off of any quarterback. And you're going to see the inside and outside zone, or what they call the stretch, you're going to see an awful lot of that, which is the the wide zone. It's super prevalent in college football right now. Um, and I think it just gives you an opportunity to not allow people to play in the same thing and we've talked about this before. For all of the gifts uh, that the air raid is giving college football, uh, there are people that if you have better players that will just line up in a three-man front and dare you to run the football. And if you're stubborn and won't do it, then you're going to play with eight in coverage and you're going you're gonna to win the game. Uh, you're right. And so now I think with a little bit more of a diverse approach, you force teams to maybe have to load the box, Right maybe create a clearer picture in the passing game for the quarterback, um, especially if you have some success running the football. And, you know, I think, you know, under Dan Mullen there, you know, they were a spread team with a power run element. Yes, right? they were. And they were big and physical, and they ran the ball. And then all of a sudden, the quarterback got a lot of more of a clear picture because he's got one-on-one opportunities on the outside. People are concerned with stopping the run and getting gashed. And if you don't stop the run, they're just going to keep running it at you. And I think, from a mindset perspective, I would be surprised if that's not, you know, what we see. And, you know, I, I called a couple of App State midweek games last year when Kevin uh, Barbet was, was, was at App, and it was, you know, they had a veteran quarterback. They had two really, really good running backs. We, all, we obviously saw what they did against Texas A&M. Yeah. If, you want, if you want to see what their run game is going to be, go watch App State versus Texas A&M. Stretch zone all day long. And so <laughs> it can wear on you. Okay, you were a former Power Five QB. Will Rogers has played thirty-four games. Uh, his freshman year was an All SEC schedule, which brutal. What, how valuable is that for Barbe? Tom. Oh, I think it's it's. You probably can't put a, a price on it because you're not necessarily having to teach the game of football as you are with a young one you're teaching the scheme and the approach and what we're going to do. Um, and the the quarterback has probably seen just about everything, having that many starts. So he's going to be familiar with the theory of the game. If Kevin Barbet presents something in a meeting or they're doing install, um, more than likely uh, Will Rogers will be nodding his head up and down, right? Because he's seen it, he's done it. Um, he's recognized it. And, and so much, in, in my opinion, so much of, of the quarterback play, um, you know, in, in college football is, is identification post-snap and understanding leverage, understanding principles, how we're attacking, why we are attacking. That's why the game has become so much of a check-with-me, RPO-based game because what these schools want to do and these teams want to do is they want to get out of the bad play and into a play that's more advantageous based off of what the defense is doing. Well, as a younger player, you may not know as much about what the defense is doing because you don't know as much about the game. Right. So I think you kind of get to skip that step with a guy like Will Rogers. Not to say that you don't go in there and investigate as a coach. Hey, what does this guy know versus what he doesn't know? Like, I get that. Like, I'll give you a, a prime example. I was a quality control coach for 
the New York Giants after the XFL folded. And I'm working for Sean Payton during training camp, and it was the year they drafted Jesse Palmer. And Jesse was a fourth-round draft choice, and we are in a quarterback meeting. And it's me, Jesse Palmer, um, Kerry Collins, and uh, Jason Garrett. And Sean Payton is the offensive coordinator. This was the year after they lost to Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Wow. I mean, this is a a Super Bowl-type roster. And we are watching tape of nine-on-seven inside run drill. And what Sean's doing, he's going around the room, and he's saying, okay, here's the call. That's the front. What are we checking to? And it was over, under, two-to-one technique or two-to-three technique or vice versa or what have you. We start talking all this verbiage. Sean looks over his shoulder, and he looks at Jesse. And I'm not speaking out of turn here because Jesse and I have had this conversation and, 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 and gone over this story many times since then because it was, it was humorous. Not so much to him at the time, but it's humorous now. And Sean looks at Jesse and goes, Jesse, you got any questions, bud? Because he can tell that his eyes are really big. And to Jesse's credit, as a rookie quarterback who's probably embarrassed in a, in a room of, of those guys, he says, Coach, I have no idea what you're talking about. Wow. And Sean goes, well, what, do you, what, what part, what do you mean? He goes, you're telling me about the one technique and the three technique. He goes, what? Because, you know, at the collegiate level, and Jesse's played for Steve Spurrier, right? And, and Jesse sits there and goes, Coach, I came to the line of scrimmage, and it was, is the safety in the middle of the field or are there two safeties? And if I thought we were getting any type of blitz or this and that, I'd just do a, a, a quick screen out to Jacquez Green or Riddell Anthony or whoever it was. He goes, I didn't have to deal with protections, and I didn't have to deal with fronts. He goes, I don't know. And this is a guy who got drafted in the fourth round. Wow. Right? And so you're sitting there going, how can that possibly be? And, you know, and it was at that time as a younger coach, and I had, I had kind of gotten involved in offensive line play a little bit because I had worked with some old offensive line coaches, and it interested me. And I remember a guy telling me one time, he goes, listen, everybody talks about coverage and all of this and that. If you don't understand pass protections as a quarterback, you're going to get yourself killed. Yeah. Because eventually there's going to be somebody that we can't account for that is your responsibility, meaning he's going to be unblocked, and you're going to know where he's coming from if you understand the protection, and it is going to be your responsibility to get the ball out of your hand. If you don't understand that part of it, you're going to get your head knocked off. And, um, and that always stuck with me. So I always kind of – when I was coaching quarterback, I would teach it from the inside out. We'll get the coverage. We'll get to all of this and that. But you better understand how to protect yourself up front. That was was good. It was a great lesson and a great story. And I think those are the types of things that Kevin Barbe is going to sit down with Will Rogers and we're going to talk about what does he know versus what does he not know. Right. And then then you go from there. Okay, I want to continue this next week because Will talked about uh, getting the terminology down. And he talked about how valuable the eight practices that they now allow in June. Um, yeah. And and just how big a deal that was to spend more time with Barbe after spring practice that you didn't get to do in years sure. past. Luke's. Never. never. Yeah. Uh, and, you never got to do that. And you know this, having played and coached, every time you're on the field is a good thing when you're installing something new. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Have a great week, buddy. Thank you, man. Oh, well, man. Thank Appreciate you. you working yeah. with us, too, on your schedule. You Out oh, of yeah. Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Lunch today brought to you by the, uh, let's go with the Catfish Reuben. 
from Highball in Fondren. It's a beautiful bowling alley. Very cool, upscale. Great place to bowl. Bring some friends, throw a party, entertain clients or your employees. The food's amazing. The Soul Rolls is a fantastic appetizer. They have Patron tequila, which makes them awesome. And they have the Catfish Reuben. And it is, speaking of National Sandwich Month, Jason, the Catfish Reuben at Highball in Fondren, Highball Lanes, is fantastic. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. See ya. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.